This episode of the Mountain Bike Connection podcast is sponsored by BikeWorks. BikeWorks is St. John's community bike and ski shop and offers full sales, service, and repair work for all types of cyclists and snow lovers. Conveniently located at 178 Thorn Avenue, St. John, and open Monday to Saturday, 9 to 5. Find them on Facebook at BikeWorksSJ and Instagram at BikeWorks underscore St. John. Whatever your cycling or skiing needs, the whole team is always ready to help. the mountain bike connection podcast sugar daddy right it's a super sweet and there's no intermediate trail above sugar daddy before super sweet it's actually just like you know the, the jump at the bottom of the hill is like a perfect example of the ways the east coast building can just improve yeah it's like you know what i notice at west right now is that the community builds or even like the stuff that's getting like you know really heated up lots of tire tracks every week um that stuff is it's built with composure in mind. So you're like, you'll pedal for the first hundred feet and then start coasting and that's trail speed, right? Mm-hmm. And then whatever that speed is, that'll get you to the end of every jump. So if you're going a little bit faster, you can brake check yeah. a little bit, if you're going a little bit slower, you can take a little half crank, but trail speed. And then you end up coming into stuff with composure, right? So your, your body position's on the bike, your fatigue is lower, your mental space is more clear. And then you can you can actually like decide what you're gonna do, where that jump at the bottom, like, you know, I'm a big guy and I'm coming in winded, sprinting, tired, not in composure at all. Yeah. You know, I, my my whatever, my body's out of out of position. I'm still pedaling the bike, the dynamics of the bike coming off the lip, they're not really set, right? So that's why you get more people wrecking on that. Yeah. Than than like a community trail where the jumps are just as big, thirty foot or thirty five foot or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's, it's really about like coming in with composure mm-hmm. and the bikes are all fast now too. Right. Yeah. Like the trail speed is, is still quick. So, but I thought, I thought that guy and T polo was terrific. I'd ride that every day. And then like mobbing with all those kids, mobbing with Mark and, and everybody, um, all the girls and like everything. It's just, it's really great to see like sugar daddy and, um, super sweet. You know, those are trails where people build confidence on. Yeah. But at the same time, like every trail has a life cycle. It's got a timeline. Yeah. It doesn't because there's, you know, I was saying this on the chairlift, like there's so many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. You're cooking for a whole wide audience. If you want to make a meal for yourself and you're going to cook it for yourself, then you can nail it every single time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you cook for a whole room full of people and there's like 10 people over your shoulder, you know, inevitably, even if it's a good dish, someone's yeah. going to think it's too spicy or yeah. it's too salty or it's yeah. undercooked or overcooked or whatever. Yeah. And so there's a developmental process, yeah. right? Because the builders get out and they try their best. No one's out like trying to do a bad job, mm-hmm. right? That's the main thing. And it's not, there's no real such thing as a bad job. Like it's infrastructure. Yeah. yeah. I look at trails as like straight up infrastructure. Like once it's there, you know, the bridge needs maintenance, might need some paint every couple of years. Yeah. So trail like super sweet too. I mean, 
there's just components of it that work perfect the yeah. big thing for me is like you just carrying your speed yeah that's that's the most excellent part is that you're you really aren't gassed mm -hmm. to, to clear anything you're really not um you know on the brakes getting on the pedals on the brakes getting on yeah. the pedals it's just like you carry your speed yeah and that's what i like in the trail i want to carry my speed well you talk about that confidence and even just like she's 11 Rocks. and she was hitting super sweet this yeah. weekend that's what's up and just and like you said when you talk about progression like she has i remember oh my gosh how many years ago was it six seven years ago <laughs> we did sugar mama and the whole way down it was painful because she hated every second right. of it yeah and now like well you don't want people to be terrified either mm. you know it's like it's like an introduction to the sport. Yeah. Similar like motorcycling. If you take somebody out motorcycling, you don't really want to go 200 kilometers an hour and no. feel like you're falling off the back the whole time. Yeah. You really want somebody to enjoy it so then that they can figure it out, keep participating, and then grow grow their experience. Oh, man. Does that mean? Because she, she's... So someone's teaching her to ride a scooter. Sweet. So does, <laughs> does that mean I've got, like dirt bikes and motorcycles in my future hopefully I mean, it's, it's like forever two wheels right yeah oh that's, yeah the, that's is. always how it's been like yeah. for me I, I recognize that i don't know probably by 17 i was like hey mountain bikes are wicked yeah i don't love getting out on gravel grinds i don't really love doing a cross country i don't mm -hmm. you know it's not really my style or what i'm interested in doing how i'm, I'm going to spend my time i yeah. will it's still super fun i'd rather do that than sit in a jail cell and do nothing yeah I, you know like it's it's not exactly the 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 worst but I think that you're you're able to have fun, like the dynamics of two wheels. Like oh. I, I love dirt bikes. I love sport bikes. Yeah. Like anything, you know, I was out for a cruiser ride with my dad on his motorcycles. It's just like the dynamics of two wheels. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit more complicated. It's a little bit different. But at the end of the day, it's like. It's, you're more in control. Well, on a motorcycle, you better be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a mountain yep. bike, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say control is the highest ranking priority for me. I mean, I guess it is. But you kind of want to be at that, like, out of control portion. <laughs> borderline. Yeah. Borderline. Just, yeah. I mean, that's why I was never a good racer, too. Well, I mean, probably a few reasons why I wasn't a good racer. But um, Friday night, Saturday night, <laughs> Sunday morning. Um, but, yeah, I think that, like, you're, you, you want to be at, like, 90%. Yeah. Some of these trails, especially, like, Sugar Daddy or Super Sweet, you should be at like 75, 80%. Mm. There yeah. should be lots left in the tank to, yeah. to, to gain speed, slow down just your composure, right? Yeah. Whereas if you're riding like at the end at full speed, mm. like full clip, and you know, you're hitting that corner, that catcher at the bottom of the rock garden, that's not really control. I mean, it's control because you're getting through it, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, it's literally chaos. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. and that's what I like on a bike, right? Yeah. But it's not always... Uh, available on the east coast in, in huge increments but i'd say lac Adien is what i'd ride on vancouver island except yeah. it'd be like lac Adien, a road lac Adien, a road yeah lac Adien. you know there's like three or four yeah. of those trails in one go wow so the elevation is obviously extreme and yeah. then, you're, then you're getting you know a, a lot of descent mm -hmm. and that's you know east coasters like we got a lot of guys and girls that are super talented on bikes mm. it's always been that way yeah it really has like they're across the, the every segment of the sport there's yeah. always been people from the east coast motorcycling included yeah that are like really really talented riders and i think that the biggest strength that it, uh, like an east coast kid or person can take away is that like your your ability from 
this part of the planet mm -hmm. transfers to other parts of the planet just fine. Yeah. Where we come up lacking, it's not in like speed or endurance or technical capabilities, roots and rocks, high lines and, you know, jumping this, jumping that. It's, it's really like, you know, like inverted lips. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really like uh, the dirt jump scene, the slope style stuff. Yeah. Yep. It's having, you know, like I live in Nanaimo on Vancouver Island and, and that place is nuts. Like if there isn't Olympians and, and professional athletes coming out of there, I'd be shocked mm -hmm. because there's, you know, there's, there's an airbag that gets set up, set up that everybody can go out to. Yeah, oh, the infrastructure. Wow. Kids are trying whatever. There's yeah. a huge population of, of yeah. core cultured riders, like you know Dylan Butcher and Dan Flurry, mm -hmm. Dan Ferry. These guys live like the mountain bike lifestyle yeah. every day, and it's it's really dope to see like how much they lean into somebody young and be like, okay, if you're gonna bar spin, mm -hmm. you know, put your whatever, change your body position up, or like give them the tips, where you know. So it's like constant coaching is available for people. And then yeah. you can go from foam or uh, well, foam's available too, but you can go from a, like a bag jump yeah. to a mulch jump to a, a, a box jump wow. to roll, you know, gapped rollers to, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you want. I mean, there's big jumps out there. I'm glad she's not listening because we'd, we'd be packing up and moving. <laughs> well, it's not that. even about moving. Totally it's yeah. about getting the infrastructure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's yeah. really yeah. that, yeah. man. Like, People, I understand it that there's some budget going on, and so it's really about the efficient allocation of resources. It is yeah. right, like getting something built is not that hard. Yeah, and that's the difference. So, they just redid the Steve Smith Bike Park in Nanaimo. Nice, not redid, but like you know, upgraded and yeah. part of that timeline. Right, yeah. it's not done. It's not done on day one. I mean, it was sick on day one, but it's it's got a, it's going to have continuous yeah. development. And so the what they did is they got. Basically, the core guys yeah. who literally lead the culture in that area on dirt jumping, and they just said, "What do you want to do?" Yeah, it's not all oh, the park management said no lips over six feet. Right. Right. It's just like, what do you want to do? Yeah. And so, and then all of a sudden, you got you know some budget to pay for these guys because yeah. they like deserve it for sure. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you have people that are donating equipment that are. Yeah. You know, the city's putting money up and putting resources up, people up, and what you come out of it is two weeks later not that much spend incredible improvement yeah yeah right? i think i think the east coast right now is a a growth point yeah, so we're sure. just where everything is pretty well volunteer built there's yeah. a little bit happening on the paired trail building side it, it's starting to come along like the only dirt jumps i really know are blockley's homestead i said they're not even sanctioned right there's no there's a little bit there in true road they've got some <laughs> illegal the, trails yeah, really. That's the best, really. <laughs> Mark and I were talking about it on Lift Up, too. Like, a lot of what he builds, I mean, I shouldn't put him on blast, but a lot of it's, you know, quasi-legal. Yeah. Right? It's mostly, it's understood. That's it's not it like, you know, as long as there's not, like, tons of flagrant fouls going out there mm -hmm. and knocking every tree down and, right? you know, bringing machines up and changing drainage or being, you know, burning equipment, logging equipment and stuff. Like, as long yeah. as you respect the most multiple stakeholders, then it should be fine. Everyone's worried about liability, but that's kind of not the point, you know. It's, it's how you know how come there's really no liability issues yeah. on some parts of the planet, and then other parts it's like, no, nah, it's a huge deal. Like if it's built correct, you know, like if it's built correct, you have that composure. Yeah, you have that the understand. You can see somebody else hit it. You there's some it's some safe features too. Like you know, a lot of the community builds. They're, they're wide open. Yeah. It's not exactly technical. A lot of the stumps have been pulled out or, or plowed over. And, and you have, 
the opportunity to mess up. Yeah. yeah. Right. Where on the East Coast, a lot of our stuff is you don't have the opportunity to mess up. Answer. I would say yes. Yeah. Basically, you should just take every bike. <laughs> sort, it, sort it out afterwards. <laughs> tell him, tell him he can't take too. it until he's come up and talk to us. Yeah, he needs to come talk to us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to get JT on the podcast sometime too, man, yeah. because like he's obviously elusive, but like yeah. when you oh, talk yeah. about culture and you talk about core, that guy's got right so much to say. And I think part of it is just like, you got you to gotta have the right platform. You got to have the right understanding of like, yeah. getting, getting the message across. So it's not really like, you know, it's, it's got to be a real thing, right? And not, you know, definitely it is. So, yeah. yeah. But what he's doing with Velofix too is like amazing. Yeah. Right? The service side of the bike world is just like, that's a complicated little, uh, Oh. world like tell me about it's it. a we're, 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 everyone's <laughs> lacking really like yep. the skill set should be there and there's there's tons of really smart kids here who maybe their parents don't think that the mountain bike industry could sustain their child's income for life but then meet mark yeah meet i mean Darren Bearcloth, meet these people exactly, yeah. that are like no very very successful and very fulfilled lives right it's not even about the bank account it's really about like are, are you stoked on how you're spending monday yeah right i mean everyone's got a job it kind of sucks right i hate working right <laughs> but at the end of the day you got to work <laughs> yeah right? so yeah that's right it's the, the mountain bike industry like man you can be you can be a podcaster you can be you can work in the advertising side you can be a videographer yep. you know go get a drone license yeah right Mark probably has his bike. I think in the campground. Paging Mark Matthews? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, probably. He can. They're trying to leave. They need his bike. <laughs> Where's Mark? We need his bike. We're leaving. Let's put him on blast. <laughs> Quest, quest, quest. <laughs> you're he awful rides quiet a quest. over there. I ride oh, a yeah? quest. Oh, you're on a, you're on a bike? The yep. Enduro or is yeah, Enduro? Yeah, it's a sweet uh, bike. Steve Smith wrap. Yeah, sick. Right on, man. That's proper. Yeah. Man, it, it's a great bike. Like, I no love cap. it. No cap at all. No front at all. I've already tried to hurt it. And it's, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's doing pretty good. I threw um, it down Kodiak yesterday and it was very nice. <laughs> well that's what you need a good test on the bike you know a lot of it too like i i wouldn't ride something that i don't like like i'm a i'm definitely a bike nerd yeah um i'm, I'm less on the nerdy side now but i'm more like if it's not proper i'm not there mm. right yeah. i don't care uh but even if it wasn't proper and i wasn't like riding it i would still support that brand being from the East Coast, like it doesn't matter what anybody does on the East Coast that's actually in the culture. Yeah. If you're not supporting it, you're a loser. Like that's it. There's too much politics, too much ego. Right. Everybody like like needs to just understand. Like I'm saying with the Stevie Smith bike park, those those guys that are digging together, they're also competing against each other, right? Those people that are contributing into like I I I put a bunch of um, you know machinery and t different different things into the Stevie Smith bike park, and I don't even really ride there, right? I mean, I should, but it's again is moving is putting the competition aside it's and just, moving into yeah, more of a just, collaborative effort, right? Yeah, you collaborative know? effort, exactly. Like who cares, right? I'm not necessarily going to benefit from it, but I think I think we're starting to see that more on the East Coast now. 
especially with uh, things like the summit, bringing people together, actually. Yeah, this was a cool weekend. Yeah, getting everyone in one room and having beers and just sharing everything. I think it makes a big difference because now we're starting to break down the silos that we've typically existed in and still do in some cases. Yep. Um, whether it's trail systems or bike shops or whatever, you know. Yep. We're we're all one community and Yeah, it's honestly that's the what we need. Like it's it feels like to me, it feels like the um, East Coast mountain bike culture goes through like a sine wave. Yeah. Know? It does. It's there's some ups and downs, some peaks, and some valleys, and it you know just you know staircase staircase can get you up you know a couple floors, but at the end of the day, like if we can get away from the the valley side of things where everyone's dogging on each other, they got yeah. nowhere to ride, you know that's that's kind of a problem, right? So I look at VeloFix as a solution for you know getting the service side done at big events, right? Yeah, it I is. mean I look at having mark here on this weekend as a, a solution to opening up people's eyes about what opportunities exist and having having the tourism dollars come through these communities big time like yeah whistler that, bike park makes so much money it does right? and i've like squamish every business in squamish makes a boatload more money because of mountain biking mm -hmm. right never mind like the brands right or the riders or the whatever dude like it's just pizza people. shop it's like mecca for mountain bikers is, right people yeah. just flock there if you yeah. build the infrastructure to fanatics that. everywhere yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice Dex. Nice. you look like you need a shower bud <laughs> good skills lad come get a picture with Dex. all right some, give me some dirt in the mouth too eh yeah. sweet ah <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, basically my pants are all that color. Nice. <laughs> they probably still in the back, too. Yeah, you have to fill the way and put yourself. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's there. Just gotta be taller than Dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, he has to stand on the chat. Well, oh, yeah. No, he's shot. Oh, I feel like walking in puppets. You're leaving it, everywhere. That's good. See you, Dex. See you, kiddo. See you, Dex. But even seeing that, man, I mean, like, oh. the community here can be so strong. we got to keep that kid on a bike. Keep yeah. him in a we bike. we got to Keep these people having fun on two wheels. Yeah. And it's infrastructure. You yeah. build it, they will come. You, we got all these like private spots and that's dope right it's you want to you want to have your stuff in your backyard that's cool you want to be protective of, of your life that's cool like everybody should go out there and build like i mean look at what, how much josh and mark build i don't yeah. build much right at all i used to maybe a little bit but yeah but like we do need to protect those assets the yeah. core people right there's a lot of people now who are builders there's this builder that builder reality is even on the west coast some builders that are professional don't know what they're doing mm -hmm. and it takes like 10 years yeah 10 years later they're now the program's proper yeah but who cares that's why you don't you never do a bad job at least it's infrastructure it's a trail yeah. it's better like you know there's no really no such thing as a bad trail it's a learning process right? yeah like and on the east coast we're i want to say we're fairly new at that but there's like getting guys i've been trying to get guys to come up from st john or moncton or whatever and mm -hmm. just do like a, col a collaboration on the trail build because as we travel around the province and ride all these different trail systems, we go to Grand Falls and we look at the berms there yep. and they are immaculate, like right. perfect. perfect. Someone went around with 
compactor or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't, John knows yeah. what, but they're like perfect. Just I can perfectly round the right angle. Yeah. They're just so sweet to hit. And then you go to other places, you see other features, and you know the, there doesn't seem to be any kind of movement behind getting all that together and bringing yeah. people in. And there's tons, man. There's tons of, of community trails out in Nanaimo too. It's like, man, the corners are not set up proper. Mm. Flat weird poor entry speed poor exit speed yeah tight in the middle of it just weird right but that's what i'm saying there's a timeline to those trails like bob's your uncle's trail in Nanaimo that um i'm excited to go back and ride right now and it's it's gone through like it was one of the first trails i, I was hitting in Nanaimo when i moved there like 14 years ago so it's like it's gone through you know iterations yeah and it was never bad there's definitely a few things where you're like oh that's kind of weird that the landing's four foot away from this yeah. or whatever that's always the case mm-hmm. but now like a decade or more later it's basically dirt merchant in town mm-hmm. nice right it's just like everything's you can see the land jump you can see the landing you're carrying your speed all the routes and the you know a lot of the technicalities are taken away from it because you want to keep people safe yeah but so that big trail like that's like a big line that's available for the community i really don't expect to see people getting hurt on that so I think you see the people a lot of like progression mm-hmm. in the you know mid tier riding caliber. You'll see people start hitting their bigger jumps and, and hooting and hollering safely. Yeah. Where if you don't have it set up safe, it's really like you see people eating crap, mm-hmm. right? OTB yeah. and collarbones are worse. Yeah. And then you know somebody sees me break my collarbone and then they go, I'm out. I'm not hitting that, right? Yeah. So. It's, it's really that like composure piece on a bike mm-hmm. like you got to set people up for success and um, you know you can't we're, we're such we're such a our culture is so like um uh what's it like you kind of like talk down on yourself like there's a lot of humility here but also just like self-deprecating humor a little bit i find yeah. and i find and I, and, I, and, I, and i'm not one to bring in the girls versus boys thing but i find that girls boys do win. that <laughs> two of us, two of you. Well, it's three of us. But but I find girls do that way, way more than men. Way yeah, well, because you have the right to be. Well, I think just like the the, the difference between them is just they're, they're really you're more conservative and yeah, not really interested in. You want the thrill, but you're not interested in the in like the risk side of things. You want it to work out. Right, where guys are just chaos. It's just like well, and, yeah. and you know, I'm at a war. Yeah, see, well, and and <laughs> I read, I read a so Rachel Atherton did her big post the other day, uh, the other week, whenever it was, um, about the whole since she's had a baby, racing, not racing, and it's true. Like, I mean, I have an 11 year old, and I can't ride with her because it shits me the fuck up. I bet it's. Yeah. And in, well, we were just talking about Kodiak just before you got mm-hmm. here. And I mean, I ride Kodiak. I know she rides Kodiak. Mm-hmm. We will not ride it together. Right. Because um, I know even from like, I know the trail. I know the routes. Yep. I know the, the yep. wooden features and the thought of, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, like my dynamic in my family is the same thing. Mom never really wanted to, I honestly never even really wanted her to come out to the races because that, that vibe, that energy you know it's not really what you need to bring to the, yeah. to the top of the oh, mountain when you're dropping yeah. in so you know if you think you can't do something then you can't do it yeah so you know you got to let the kids do it and you got to just be supportive if, whether or not you're riding with her or whatever i mean it's crazy to think that there's parents on the east coast that are riding there with their kids like that's you know my friend chris is here today and you know he's like i've been mountain biking with him since my youth mm-hmm. and it's just cool that we, we, we reflect back on it, it's like neither of our parents were coming out mm-hmm 
to, to oh, yeah. ride Sugarloaf. Like, that's insane. But to have it here, because you definitely get it on the West Coast. Yeah. So now to have it here, like, we're not that far behind. No. no. The sport here is actually not that far behind. Like, community builds have always been... Yeah. Um, what's the word? Like, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, a lot of people have opinions on them, yeah. right? It's, it's been that way. There's been, you know janky building or i wish it was like this too many cooks in the kitchen that program yeah it's been out west you know people that are oh yeah i want my kid to be a plumber i don't want him to be a uh whatever you know videographer for mountain biking or you're gonna have to start a podcast or whatever it's like there's we kind of have the blinders on yeah right you know try to unless you're talking about a kid trying to join the nhl in which case it's like you know a whole communities rally behind them because yeah. it's understood that it can be successful exactly yeah. mountain biking 10 years ago it was not understood that you could be successful it was not a thing yeah right? i think on the but east Mark, coast Mark, a lot I of people mean, still kind of struggle with that mindset as well yeah mindset for sure right 100 percent. like you, you need to have the confidence to go out there and just do it risk yeah. equates reward yeah if you do not take the risk you do not get the reward well we Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We have we, we we have three girls. I have my oldest is an engineer. My middle is a welder. Perfect. And then if she wants to be a pro mountain biker, then have at it. Yeah, I mean, it starts here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What do you want to do? Yeah. Really. Right? There's no problem with anybody doing anything, but it just it's no. just like those jobs are available. You know. Yeah. Even like my line of work, it's like hard to believe now. Thinking back, that I'm trying to like we're trying to hire drone pilots. Like, if you told me in the 11th grade, though, if, like, if you said, I got a drone like, license. Yeah, it's valuable. <laughs> it, it is really like, but if you're trying to tell somebody, oh, like 10 years ago, oh, yeah, dr- you know, a, a drone license, it'd be a real game. would be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Right. Go become an engineer. He's, he's right, or whatever. So Sell ice cream. Do something that is understood. Yeah. Right. But really, the things that aren't understood can be like, that's like the technical, the toe slope of innovation. People that are early adopters, they're passionate. That's what yeah. they want to do. There's no work hours. Yeah. Right. It's Make just, your own hours. It's just well, like, Trust me, we was in high school <laughs> too many years ago, yeah. 20 ish. Or 20 something. Yeah. 20, 20, we'll just say 20. We'll just say 20. We'll round it to 20. Yeah. Um, I'm like 19. check the id (laughs) but yeah no like you say when you talk about occupations and things people can do it's like none of that nothing but definitely mountain biking has a ton of jobs oh 100 i don't know the stats around the employment of the industry or the sector i don't know the um you know the nuances of it specifically but i just know that you can do it if you're the right person you can do it and you also have you know there's mobility like you can work remote yeah or you can go live out west you go move down to colorado do like oh, you yeah. know there's lots of options right it's just it was never something that we thought was available no like so for me like when i was riding i kind of knew like well i'm not like a very good racer you know i'm definitely not gonna win anything big or no one's gonna i'm not gonna get the support there's really only like that kind of top top crew that's at, well, at the time mm-hmm. that was getting you know anything what you'd call like a professional income yeah and uh so i was just like well that's it Right. I didn't think you could build trails on YouTube and have people, you know, worldwide <laughs> following you and yeah. interested in you. And you can represent brands and understand marketing components. And just that wasn't an option. I didn't think you could be a photojournalist, you know, yeah. even just like something like an organization like Pink Bike. Yeah. Like, wow, that's crazy how, right? how that company's grown. It is awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like, wow. That's they really, started in really what, 2006? I think I had an account. I don't in- know, man. I've been on, I was on that, you know, 
like white on rice, pink bike every day. Yeah. Right. I was every on there. Every day. I think and probably about six months after it came out, and yeah. then like. I think it was a guy out of Calgary, like Radic Burkrat. Yeah, yeah. Like that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, super cool. <laughs> yeah. As Becky's wearing a pink bike t-shirt. <laughs> wearing my pink bike t-shirt. But it, I mean, it's stuff like that. It's media outlets like that that have really kind of pushed it to the forefront. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. So you know, if, if you like, if if you like brewing beer, you can get a job doing that. Everybody oh. understands it. There's a, there's a whole sector yeah. there. Yeah. I like riding bike. Just understand it. These these guys and girls that are 11, 15, whatever, yeah. 25, 35, doesn't yeah. matter. Like there's, there is employment in the mountain bike world. Being a trail builder is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Just because you have a title and you have opportunity doesn't really mean like I'm a tree faller, right? So I've met way more fallers than there actually are. Yeah. A lot of people claim it, but a lot of people are it. Yeah. So just you need that authenticity piece and to have that you have to have the real deals around you got to have you know we should have mountain bike pros coming through on the east coast every summer yeah yeah for sure we should i mean there's some wicked riding out here right man it's wicked riding there's good culture people love these eastern canada right like it's the move right and so it's nice that it was arranged it's really like you know shout shout out to mountain bike atlantic and everybody for putting that on yeah. It's, it's just like we need more of it we do right? we definitely Hit me need more up. of it yeah there's i can get you you know i can get in contact with the right people and send yeah. out people every single year yeah right a little bit of content it just just keeps that buzz going yeah yeah it does so and even the group like she was talking so we was talking to sam earlier and there was two 250 people here you know, I don't think I've ever seen the the lineup to the lift as long as it was. Yeah, it was sweet. It's still moving pretty fast, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the the team. Man, the chair right here is chaos, though. You get off on that left hand side, you can get squished <laughs> on that. <laughs> I wore it. Like, yeah. I was close. Well, you pretty much as soon as you come up to the little uh, ledge there, you're gonna be ready and yeah. just bomb. I wonder it. why it just sways run. so much. I don't know. Did you There's sit? No... Did you, did you sit with different weighted people, perhaps? Yeah, or? that's part of it. But I think no matter what, your that chairlift likes to swing out towards the center yeah. pillar. And I don't know. I'm a I'm an edge sitter. Yeah, I well, never sit get, in the middle. You just yeah. make sure you get on the other side of the pillar. You'll be fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean the safety around the sport. That's why people don't really huck. That's why people don't really come into La Cadienne full pin yeah. is because they're really worried about getting hurt and that's yeah. totally fine but risk itself is different you yeah. know as you move through like something can look risky like a 35 foot jump at 40 kilometers an hour that can look risky but at the end of the day like the the, the bike dynamics or the physical necessity or the, the complexity of the skill the scope of the work it's a comfort thing I, yeah it's I a think. comfort once you're once you have it like it's because you think you about can't, f- like my buddy shout out George Chaney he got he got hurt on a climb trail Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, there's a story there. You're going to have to ex- explain how <laughs> well, somebody it's an gets. an amazing climb trail. And it's, okay. it's a, um, a builder from Nanaimo who I've seen his own skill yeah. from building stuff where I'm like, ah, I'm definitely not landing on that landing. I'm going to go about, you know, 15 feet further. Or, yeah. man, I wish that corner was set up better. You know, um, seeing the progression of his work to now, like, like Cumberland's. He uh, Bill McLean's his name. He, he came out and built that Cumberland climb trail and like talk about spectacular. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I hate climbing. Okay, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> that climb trail is spectacular. But there's yeah, after you you gain you know peacefully you gain a bunch of elevation and then he has sort of a 
a flow section. It's like moderate decline okay. where you can catch your wind, carry a bunch of speed and do some zigs. Remember that you're having fun, mm-hmm. right? In the middle of the climb trail, you can have fun. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, Cheney just needs to learn how to ride a bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think he just lost his front wheel sort of deal. Yeah. But um, it's just, yeah, the, the risk side of mountain biking is not as severe as people think. No. It's, you know, when I'm watching everybody hit this jump in the bottom, I'm like, ooh, ah! Oh, yeah, me right? too. And I mean, I, like, you know, if I'm struggling for it, it's kind of an issue. Yeah. yeah. Right? To be honest, that's how I think about it. Where the things I should be struggling for is like coming into the rock garden at full pin yeah. and keeping my line and holding it together to get to yeah. the bottom safely. That's where you're meant to struggle when it's yeah. like super double black, super technical, super like yeah. get it right. That's where you should be struggling. You shouldn't be struggling at like the bottom of the mountain where everyone watching hitting this jump. And like, you know, shout out to Sugarloaf for doing a good job and supporting this event. But at the end of the day, like the that, that jump should be changed. It should, mm-hmm. It's got to be you know, that line itself can just be so much better. And it's not that, like, not that much work. Yeah. It really isn't, you know? And so basically don't get discouraged on it. Mm-hmm. Iterate, right? We keep it moving forward, build something yeah. better. And honestly, the better isn't like bigger. You know, back when I was a kid, like better meant bigger. Yeah. Right. A 20 foot yeah. drop was twice as good as a 10 foot drop. <laughs> you know, that's it. Now, you know, you hit a 20 foot drop, but if it's, weird you know, yeah. the landing's too close or the the corner afterwards is super scary and you're gonna hit that tree it's like that that's the risk thing it's not even hitting yeah. the drop right it's the it's the bs that you got to deal with right after the it where the builder after. didn't really yeah. think through oh you're gonna be coming at 50 kilometers an hour like woof. that that second drop in there on like at the end there where you you drop down and yeah, you hook right into that that's a spicy little prick, that right. for sure <laughs> <laughs> i love that trail that was sweet yeah you know there's and if you're if you're 15 years old and you're carrying your speed through that and you're riding it and riding it and riding it and riding mm-hmm. it and you're getting your bike dialed you're getting your understanding around around a bike um that's where you start seeing kids progress like through yeah. the moon you know i was really lucky like going out to vancouver island i already was pretty good on a bike like no, really, like good enough to ride with Steve Smith, right? Yeah. That's that's like you're you know you can't be trash, no. Nope. Right. So when you're when you when you're like coming from good down, like don't have that self deprecating like oh I could never hang with somebody on the World Cup, I could never ride those jumps, I'm not cool enough to do this or whatever. That's not the truth, no. right? Like the skill set builds here. It does. It's, it's yeah. really really a real thing. Like yeah. Come on in, Mark don't Matthews, come on in. Come in. Grab you. a mic. Yeah, you're all lit up. Awesome. You just have to wiggle it. Yeah. All right. There you go. Can you hear him okay? <laughs> yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, that's perfect. Oh, perfect. Tell us, so, about, okay. tell, tell us about the scene, Vancouver Island, 2000, yeah. 2003. Who were you riding 2003. with? 2003. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I was still in like grade nine or something. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But We're like, been around. tell us about Vancouver Island. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, um, it's like that really cool time in free riding. And obviously everyone was like obsessed with the North Shore in Vancouver, but we kind of had our own thing going on. There was way more dirt jumps. It was more like more BMX influenced, influenced a little bit. And then we had guys like Darren Bearcloth who were just transitioning to mountain biking. And yeah, it was really cool. Like all these good race kids like Stevie Smith and the yeah. Lund brothers and just being in that community was really inspiring, really pushed a lot of kids. And 
I just like the vibe there, man. It reminds me a lot of the East Coast on the island at that time. Like everyone's like laid back and really laid back. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. Yep. And that seems like a, a million miles away from where I grew up, right? Because, I mean, we were watching the, the shitty well, old grainy VHS. Well, it was, right? It was in England, so it was half a world away. <laughs> yeah. We were watching yeah, the shitty old grainy VHS that come out right? of Barraclough from Wade Simmons sending yeah, stuff. So, yeah. I was, uh, I was insane. But yeah, I like the coming from here now yeah. and where I lived and where I grew up the kind of stuff we did there wasn't much of a scene there was a few local bike shops but they're all the old older boys that owned them there was nothing really mountain bike specific you so. got your bikes from Walmart right yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah. that's where you got them from the British version of yeah but coming here now and seeing the, the scene and the culture and the way it's building and growing over the last 10 years in New Brunswick is it's pretty awesome because yep. you just need the, the core crew. You need um, all these guys that are pushing each other and riding the same same trails and jump lines that are supported by neighbors and friends yep. and family. And and then you start seeing, I guess, like, you know, I guess was Claw probably an influence on you as far as like a career goes? Like, he's probably one of the yeah, first I mean, guys that you saw was like, man, this dude's doing it. Yeah, I'd say him and Jordy Lund the most probably. Yeah. Like, we're island riders. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just had like, a really good group of friends growing up. We rode the dirt jumps together every weekend. Everyone was kind of like aspiring to get to that level and it made it really cool. Um, just cause everyone's pushing each other every weekend and every day and, after school. And that really helped. Yeah, and that, that dirt jump components, the single biggest thing missing on the East coast for my riding, at least I mean, there's definitely Absolutely, good dirt yeah. jumpers here, right? There's lots of guys that know how to throw down. They don't have the Stevie Smith bike park to start on. So mm. for them to get to that pace is dangerous. It is. It actually is. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, you got to hit, whatever it's pretty we lack the infrastructure for kids to be able to go and actually learn and progress this stuff properly and safely yeah yeah kids are lucky now when i was 14 we had like a school project where we had to like do something like write a letter to city council or try to make some change so i like really wanted dirt jumps so i wrote a letter to the municipality for a dirt jump park and that was my first experience dealing with government at that young of an age. And just like the first few meetings went nowhere. I was like, yeah. go in the evening after school, like try to talk to these old people who know nothing about bike riding and yeah. making zero progress. But like my dad was super adamant that we keep, keep going back, keep going back. And it honestly took a few years of just doing stuff like that consistently before mm-hmm. they even let us like break ground. And then it gained traction over time. Like that park now is called the North Sand Freeride Park. It's a one hectare nice. flat square right behind the municipal hall. The city didn't throw down any money for it, but what they did was let us use the land and yeah. they were super worried about liability. So the first thing we had to do is go get a fence to put around the park. Yeah. So we managed to source a cheap fence from somewhere in Vancouver from another bike park that let's take it. So my dad and I went over in his truck, like we took this fence. The next weekend <laughs> we had like 20 kids volunteering and parents. And we like set this fence up. Then we had a few lame tabletop jumps that sat there for about a year. And I was pretty over it. I'm like, that was dumb. I'm just going to go build illegally now. And then, <laughs> but it did gain support. Like a local hotel owner became really involved because his son rode and he became like the president of an association for this little piece of land. And he made it more official, got the Rotary Club involved, got a pump track funded. And now like I have my friend Kyle White, who's taken over that park. And you look at it today, they have like, a bunch of wood ramps that Darren Bearcloth built this year and he wow. brought them in nice. there. There's like really nice dirt compared to what we originally had. They have two pump tracks now, a green line, a blue line, a black and a double black. And Sweet. it's like 
what I always dreamed of having when I was 14 and we finally got it now. It's like but now is, I'm in my 30s and it exists like but, almost 20 years later. So it's crazy to see the progression and like these kids are so lucky to have this now. So I feel like our generation kind of paved the way a little bit. We were kind of at the, we are at the beginning for sure. Yeah, but is there yeah. still a fence? That original fence is still there. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and as you, if the fence is going to keep someone safe. Well, I would, oh, no, well, that we was my next question. Like, it's like, just a barrier. Yeah, right? Like literally it, and figuratively. Yeah. That's yeah. Just a yeah they, we yeah. Wanted, they wanted to close it off and it got too muddy because there's a lot of clay in there. But right. when we were kids, we like, well, I just felt like I could get away with it because I kind of started the place. So I would just like <laughs> climb the fence. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you, talk, you talk about the municipalities and like we, and I'm going to say it because we're from a Wes. Yeah. But here is very, I find it's very hockey. Oh, Let's spend sure. $40 million on this super duper hockey rink because the one that's 12 kilometers down the road isn't good enough. Yeah. And it's like, and you talk about things like the the jump park. And we, well, look at, like, uh, look at our area. So several small municipalities have put millions of dollars into funding new arenas, extensions. Yeah. And... I got talking with Claudio Calavori, got him Velo Solutions to do up a design there and a proposal for a pump track, which mm-hmm. we all know Velo Solutions are world class. Yeah, They're amazing. The yeah. 200, 250, $275,000. It's not a huge chunk of change, really. No, you I think mean, about it. I mean, what you get is a piece of infrastructure, right? Yeah. People that yeah. are building these pump tracks on, on crushed rock. Uh, yeah. Like, give me a break. What are you talking about? You're setting people up for failure. It's yeah. literally more dangerous for me to come in that corner full speed. <laughs> yes. and hammer it right. Yeah. Right. It is on asphalt. Yeah. Right. And then what's it going to happen? It's just erosion. It's just going to wear away. Yeah. It's just constant work, yeah, constant maintenance. Constant with maintenance. that stuff, like Velo it's Solutions, it's a big, uh, it's not even a big chunk of change up front, but getting these municipalities to change their mindset away. The craziest kinda, thing is for that, that number, you're talking about international flights, you're talking about hosting yeah. people for weeks, yeah. you're talking about resourcing and proper equipment. And we can do it way cheaper than that. You, you give me two hundred seventy yeah. grand, I'll build you a pump track for sure. Right? <laughs> I mean, like at skate parks, well, everywhere, every town is a skate park, and it costs arguably more than a paid pump track. So yeah. it's cool to see, like, especially out where we live, like the mountain biking culture has just exploded, yeah. and you see more kids on bikes than skateboards now. Yeah. So all these pay, like on Vancouver Island alone, we have three Bellow Solutions tracks: mm, one nice. in Camp River, one in Nanaimo, and then the Geordie Lawn Bike Park, which That's is right, yeah. essentially, I guess, there's two in Stevie Park, two in the Geordie Park. Yeah, it's two, insane. It's like so we have to drive at least three hours. Exactly. Well, there's always that. I mean, I don't know if you're going to get away from the isolation in New Brunswick because you got you know remote communities, hey, rural hey, lifestyle. Hey, we're at eight hundred thousand people now. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a real. Place, man. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you're going to have to get your car and drive. Oh yeah. yeah. That's oh, what yeah. was crazy when I started riding here is people used to kind of clown us. Like you're going to ride, you're going to drive forty five minutes to go ride your bike. Oh yeah. yeah. Like what? That's weird. We it's drive, like, dude. What are you talking thousands about? Thousands of kilometers a year yeah. just to ride our bikes. You guys yeah. sit in the back of a Tacoma sideways for yeah. eight nine hours just to go somewhere to ride my bike. People oh, yeah. thought, and people thought that was ludicrous. And now it's like, I do in a hobby. Yeah, man. Well, we do. We Wouldn't drive three hours to come here. Yeah. Well, three hours is nothing, really. I mean, blink an eye, we've right? done it so often now; it's pretty much autopilot, right? Fuel but prices? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> no, you just coast down the hills. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's where you try and save a little bit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, we we don't even. I think like all last summer, the three of us were pretty much on the road, yep. like every weekend. I don't even think we were home. But, but that's just our life, right? And yeah. I wish one day, like the the constant, I wouldn't say it's constant, it's persistent, is just keeping on with the municipalities, pushing them to get the skate yeah. parks. Like 
one one town's really struggling to even get the the council to move on a skate park and it shouldn't be that difficult like i mean i think mark's point too like building a skate park i'm all for it i think that's yeah. cool I, I used to skate when i was a kid i think being being a park rider on a bike for me was a that was the the, the only bit of training i had to hit yeah vert lips right yeah i wasn't, wasn't riding with jordy one in his backyard on these like dirt piles that are perfectly shaped Right, but I did, but I did have some quarter pipes, did have some half pipes, did have a volcano, that sort of yep. stuff. Skate parks are great, but like to Mark's point, is a bike park makes more sense. Yeah, it does. It's yeah. it really does. You can skate if you got if your kids love skateboarding, scootering, whatever. You can still do that on a yeah. bump track. You know, it's it's pretty much it's, and it's arguably safer, better, whatever you want to mm-hmm. talk about. I'm just saying, building a bike park. Oh. Well, it's, yeah. And it's, you know, whether, whether you have like a teeter-totter, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Like humans are, are, are in, in, we have a high level of ingenuity and we're, we're very capable of producing like skyscrapers. Yeah. Right. We're resourceful. That's, we that's just hardcore. need the, yeah. right. A pump track. Give me a break. Right? I think the biggest thing too is like inclusivity. Like when we had the new jump park built in Cumberland, they, did it it was like dirt jumps pump tracks skate park all in underneath one yeah. umbrella and it's like that's rad because i mean i love riding skate parks i love riding bike parks it's like it shouldn't be one or the other it's like you need if you support that action sports culture it, it just changes the t- town cumberland for example you go there on a wednesday night in the summer when it's like a nice dry evening there's like 20 kids straight in the dirt jumps and then they have like they have like women's night on wednesday nights in the summer there's a bunch of ladies shredding the bull on skateboards it's like nice. such a cool vibe yeah. and it's like you don't get i don't see a lot of that even when you have a little skate park right beside a set of dirt jumps but it's cool if you can get municipalities to start pushing those sort of projects yeah, yeah. just grows everything it's awesome yeah man it's a it's a child's toy it is that's yeah. it i want to say that <laughs> and i'm a big your child. mountain bike even though it's fourteen thousand dollars <laughs> it's a child's toy yeah Oh, I absolutely would not go to being a kid again, but I, I would be a kid now. Yeah, for sure. Right? Because the, we, we didn't have... Yeah, I didn't have stock suspension. on Amazon. Call it dead. Oh, no. Like, just even, like, we, I, you know, I talk about my 11-year-old, just some of the things that she's doing and seeing and, you know, and connecting I, and trying. It's like... I wish I had that, that opportunity. That's what I'm saying. That, that's, that didn't that's, really exist when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, I would not go back to being, like, olive oil of, you know, high school. But <laughs> yeah. I would definitely, just to, to have the, the opportunities that some of the kids have now. Yep. Well, but that's also you as parents, though. You You're think? Free. Yes. You yeah, mean, like, I mean, the, like, the previous generations of parents wouldn't have thought that. Oh, no. yeah. Right. Only no. was, don't get me wrong, there's been, a, there's been a few trails that I've contemplated going fuck you i'm leaving you here yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah not know, everything's for everyone not everything yeah but she definitely is she's she's probably the same as you she loves down perfect <laughs> oh yeah. not so much <laughs> yeah i mean you got to do the ups you got to earn your turns whatever no dig no ride that old program put your effort in i've yeah. just been at it long enough i just joke about hating climbing because it's funny oh yeah um and because i do um, <laughs> <laughs> but also just like yeah i mean it's the sport is different things to different people. Yeah. yeah. There used to be, and they're, you know, that's actually one thing I was saying this weekend too, is like, there's like 300 more people on the East coast that should have been here this weekend. Yeah. Oh, right? at least. Yeah. For sure. Right. At and least. so a lot of it is that either it's that tribal political yeah. BS yep. or it's 
you know, basically fearful, like a lot of, you know, gravel riders or even yeah. road riders or uh, whatever people that just know their local stuff and, and they don't, they don't want to get hurt. But I think, and, and it was the first time, right? Like this was the first, we've been trying to do the summit for a few years. Um, obviously there was a little bit of a, you know, issue with covid like it's gone now but that's okay um so you know gone it's gone completely it doesn't you heard it here first COVID <laughs> is gone. Um, extinct so so it's been kind of in the making for a few years but it's it's still new to kind of the east coast yep. so hopefully from the conversations and the the fun that was had even with the rain, oh, the rain hopefully it's gonna by next year maybe we will have the 600 people here mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's, it's more i don't even care about the total volume it's just that people stay home right and it's like what, yeah. why what's the incentive you've got people who are stakeholders that should be here for sure that should have a voice that i feel like Maybe certain things in the summit, we probably should have had more time to discuss that, more talking points. I think maybe we missed some stuff we could have covered, but we just got to build on it going forward, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, like it's it's that infrastructure piece. I mean, yeah. everyone's just got to be talking about it, like get get it done. A shitty pump track's better than no pump track. But yeah. man, if you're out there building bad bridges, you're not going to have your job for long. Exactly. So put together a good bridge, take your time, build it like all the rest of the bridges that are global that everybody loves, right? There's so much information available out there on the net. There's no reason you can't kind of do a little bit of research, send a message, talk to people. Well, a lot of people entrench in, oh, no, this is good. It's fine. It's good. It's fine. They just entrench in like this is how it should be or whatever. And then, of course, you don't always have the, the folks who have the fastest times or have the biggest, you know, credentials or whatever. Those people aren't necessarily the ones building right so you know you're gonna miss the mark a little bit doesn't really matter mm. but big thing is asphalt man stop building with this pea gravel yeah oh, that's, yeah. Right. that's sketchy shuby no uh shuby's paved uh fundy is a crushed rock yeah and that's you know, it's a nice pump track but it's so much better there. if it had black top no, the, yeah the asphalt in shuby that was nice. that was beautiful i'm yeah. like i'm it's, i'm a bit of a my wheels should be on the ground me too liar yeah, sure. <laughs> liar liar um i haven't quite i haven't quite gotten the jumping bug that yep. like it just you, takes time you, I mean, you, need the, uh-huh. you need the right environment to do it yeah right and then I mean, if, like i said not everything's for everyone if, yeah. if that's not what you're into then don't do it like it's well, not the end of the world yeah we Jump took i don't do backflips right like, yeah i've ever what burns my ass is that winter is such a huge part of the east coast lifestyle sure. and during that time there's no facility there's nothing where oh, you man, can pick up a sure. bike and go or there used to you be know an indoor skate park scene like Dieppe, moncton that yeah. area that was that was really wicked you know the bmx culture similar to what mark was saying is like the bmx culture was really moving like the skill set yeah and um i don't think there's a lot of strength in that community right now and I think that if you had, a, you know, indoor parks out here, I'd love to build a big ass 8,000 square amazing. foot or whatever, yeah. just big ass facility. Um, you know, I was just looking at Instagram this morning. I saw like Kate Edwards. He's always riding this oh. like massive run in to a big box jump, whatever. Yeah. And um, it's just like, dude, you can go huge on it and you can also just roll it. And it's just like the progression that's available there is not available everywhere. So when you have these little hot spots, these little Stevie parks or these little, you know, whatever bike parks globally that are just like 
you know, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's got to be looked at as, as infrastructure. And whether the government's got to subsidize it, I could care less. Right? Where the money comes from, I could care less. But it exists. It's not that big of a bill. And no. then we, when we have the money, do, start doing better with it. Yeah. You know? Like, be more people careful. need to be accountable for that five grand. Where'd that go? What did right. you do? Where's the return? Right? That's just, just my thought. No, fully agree. Uh, volunteer help is uh, something that's pretty difficult to come by as well. That was a, talk, a huge talking point in the summit because every little trail system around, like Rockwood, St. John Cycling, they have the same problem. Uh, guys in Hillsborough, it's just getting the people out to help build and, and actually put something into that trail system, right? We struggle at the Becca Gwimmick, and now we're looking at a huge project there with Crab Trails and the Enduro Park Sweet. at Florenceville, and I'm yep. panicking because beyond me and a couple guys with shovels... We literally a, have five of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... You can get a lot done with five folks. I mean, look at Provost. Like, Provost yeah. started yeah. pretty pretty tiny. Now, I mean, there's... it's. I think it's quasi-sanctioned or, like, Yeah, they're the, working on it. And then, yeah. I mean, uh, there was a dig day there this winter. It was, like, 50-odd people. Well, then I think it's about growth. Like, even when I was so... I was shit where we're Gatineau uh, we went to Camp Fortune um, talking to some of the locals there and they're 20 years in and every single trail has been man-made and shovel and rake and everything so it is doable and, and we forget that a lot of the trail systems here it they're not 20 years old. No, I mean, exactly. they probably were Some. digging and like you said the unsanctioned but we're, we're a lot younger but we want to be, you know, we, we want to have the same as everyone else. Faster. Yeah, you got to iterate. You got to put people. the time in. You need, the, but the thing is, yeah. it's that core authenticity. Just because you do something terribly for a long time doesn't make you good at it. No. Yeah, people using it's kind of like a weird thing with with like tree work is like people say, oh, I've been doing it for twenty years, as if I should give a fuck about that, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I've I've been eating for a long time and I'm not a great cook. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, like it's really. Just because you're doing it, like timeline is really important. And like, I know I get your point, like iterating and. But it's quality of trend. It really is about like quality, right? Yeah. Like Dylan Butcher, you know, leading and Dan Fleury leading the build on Steve Smith's bike park. Yeah. Like that's, that's the community making a really good decision. Yeah. Right. And saying like, all right, well, we don't know. Right. It's like a generational progression, right? Like those kids had awesome stuff to ride growing up, Mm -hmm. made them good riders. That makes them better builders. Yeah. So you need that base to start that scene. You need to build something cool. So the kids can get good and they can learn how to build good too. Yeah. Well, and honestly, like the good riders know how to build minimalist, Mm. like in a, in a moderate way, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a huge footprint. Um, but they know where the bike's going to land naturally or how far, you know, trail speed will carry you or where your exit street speed needs to be. Um, and they just, you know, they get it. Like I remember when Dylan and Dan really started riding at Prevo and I think I was faster than them for like 10 minutes, (laughs) maybe like one lap. And then they just, they got so much bike scale built up. As soon as they see, Oh, he's jumping from this and then yeah, catching on that and da, 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 da all of a sudden they can just replicate that and that's dirt jump experience yeah nothing really takes away from the dirt jump guys wow you know i'd say the dj scene on the east coast if it was bigger that would be just phenomenal but it's hard for people to wrap their heads around it because like a 20 foot pile of dirt landing Mm. isn't inherently dangerous right there's three foot jumps that people have broken their neck on 
Yeah. Well, have you seen so many the Jordy Lund Gravity Zone? Yeah. Now that it's done? Yeah. Like how good that is? Yeah. Like there's big stuff, but it all has ride rounds. It's all safe. Big case pads. POV. It's yeah. Like, it's such a good thing. It's like, wild, yeah. man. Like it's, it's like, because I was like, all those trails are Darren Bearclaw's vision. They, the city trusted him to just use that as his canvas to do whatever with yeah. the black and double black lines up there. And it's really well thought out. You ride it, you're like, okay, this is really tame for something he would build, but it's also really well thought out. Yeah. I can. And would you say, like, go fast? Kind of, kind of safe. Yeah, super safe. I think it's that kind of quality and experience that we somewhat lack on the East Coast. For like, sure. get a couple of guys like yourself out this yeah. side. And I mean, the East Coast has got strong, strong characters scattered through the mountain bike industry. Like, yeah. there's, there's been legends out here. There's guys that are like great role models for everybody. Yeah. Um, and you know, but that doesn't mean that they're going to go get out and trail build, but if, if they have an opinion on it, then we should listen. You don't yeah, need to be absolutely. offended by it. No. no. Right. It's, like, it's helping improve. So I yeah. build trail. I'm not a trail builder per se, but I'll put a shovel Anybody to the Anybody who builds a trail is a trail builder, man. It's just like, like hey, I said. I collect rocks. <laughs> yeah. You're a rock collector. Then. <laughs> so I'm a trail builder. Okay. You just. If, if someone comes along and say, hey, man, you know, that, that berm you built, there's a little bit of a, an issue here. Do this, do that. I'm grateful for it. I'm not offended Not everything's it. for everyone. Like, yeah, know? really. Like, it depends. If you're building a blue line and only you really know how to set up for that drop, that's a mistake. Yeah, but it if, is. If you're building a, like some of Mark's stuff, man, it's just ridiculous. You, you know, it's just tough, you know, but not everything's for everyone. Not You're no. not necessarily supposed to come into Sharknado. Yeah, right. I build my stuff. Big, like safe but hard to ride. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to make it hard to ride, not just big. It's like that doesn't always translate to video necessarily, but it's it makes it real fun for but sure. Man, cool. Challenging yeah. your own skills, right? Yeah. So that's how you improve as a oh, yeah. as a person exactly. at any point yeah. is to be able to get in there and build oh, some of those challenging know, your skills. Go, going back to like Connaught Woods and Moncton way back, people would be beacon chirping dogging and saying oh you should be building stuff for for us clean that trail up or do this work fix the irrigation or make a little jump here it's like we're you're the one spending you know your money your time in the woods you're really building for yourself yeah right so we'd be building like a free ride line and then people get all up in arms oh these things are dangerous and someone's gonna get hurt out here you got no idea right yeah so it's it's like let people let people move the way they want to move. Yeah. If if somebody wants to build their jumps, let them build their jumps. If if the jumps are dangerous, fix them. If they're not, support them. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's what we need more of. That's yeah. why I make my lines hard to ride because yeah. the people that want to go big that don't have the skill can't get into my big stuff. Yeah. They yeah. get caught up before. At flannel. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's almost a safety feature in itself right a if little bit yeah that's true that's true a certain version. level of skill to even get to that point. yeah and so. it's just a nice riding experience as the the trail progresses as you work your way down it it's fun that way yeah, yeah you're not going is. straight into like full sending right in the first 10 seconds of your ride yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. so we got a little bit of fun in there not a lot put in at heartland on the what we're designing as a skills trail and a park at the top because we don't have any of that stuff like you come to Sugarloaf there's a little bit of a, a skills area around the side with the mm -hmm. new trails and up the back here but beyond that they've got a couple of parks Rockwood True Raw MVP's got a small one but nothing 
major. So the idea is we're putting like a kilometer of trail, start off small at the top with some features around that you can just fuck around on and actually learn how to ride stuff. Well, you talk about jumps, right? Like here is where we have the jump trails. This is the only place I get to come and frig around jumps. on jumps. Yeah. Well, and, and because it's jank and roots and rocks pretty much everywhere else well that's yeah. like i said when i started it off like the east coast people have their skill set yeah. yeah jank roots rocks no problem yeah Just take yep. that on all day oh yeah three foot lip with a little bit of kick whoa i'm out issue right yep. right and so it's not really though because the jank and the rocks and just carrying your speed through that guy yeah and that's way more dangerous right <laughs> but you don't even think about it like yeah. we did no. when jeff and i was in in um ottawa we did the quebec cup the national trail, trail. Yeah. didn't even think about it did it no problem but the idea of going on super sweet and doing some of them jumps shits me up yep yeah i mean like scaring yourself on a bike i mean i think i can speak to that i'm still i get nervous i think dropping into provolaps where i know i'm gonna be following somebody at like full full pace and then it's just about understanding as well that yeah. these trails are designed in a certain way yeah right they're not they're not designed to hurt you they're not, you know, if you don't hit a feature, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But you get nervous because you know, okay, if you want to hit, if you want to get into this feature, like Provo is an exceptional challenge because you you really have to get yeah. the section before it, like Mark's builds. Like you really have to get the section before it. You can't just go out there and, you know, pedal kick the, the drop. Yeah. yeah. You need to come in hauling. Yeah. So yeah, getting nervous on a bike is nothing. Like that's kind of the, that's the point, right? Mm -hmm. get, your, get that elevated heart rate, have some fun. But you don't you don't need to throw down every no. day. Yeah. Right? Even on aggressive terrain, like take your time. Yeah. Just chill. It's a child's toy. It's okay. Oh, yeah. It's like not a big deal. Right? Sometimes people want to like pull off the trail and let everybody buy it. And everyone's like, oh my god, I just don't want to ruin your ride. Just leave it be. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You know, if never mind, somebody ruined their ride because you're doing something. No, that's that's their problem. Oh yeah. It's got, oh, yeah. Well, to, it's got nothing to do with, you know, if I'm coming behind you, you know, I'll just hit the brakes and wait. It's all good. Yeah. Like, Not everyone has that same mindset yeah. though. Yeah, Sadly. But losers. I mean, well, and, yeah, really. and she was she like she was doing super sweet with Zoe and someone was tire clipping them. Like hitting on the tire? Yeah. yeah. On the tire. Weird. Yeah. And telling them to move. And and it's like no, that's not trailer etiquette. That that just ruins it for the rest of them. I was kind of like that when I was like, like 14, 15 old kid, like kind of crazy yep. every time I rode. And then as I got older and started riding with better riders, getting like immersed with more pro riders, I realized like how many pros just take their time with riding. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's very methodical, very slow. It's like not every day is an early day. You're just out there getting time on your bike. It's a slow progression. And actually enjoying it. And really yeah. enjoying it for sure. Yeah. It's like pushing yourself a tiny bit, but taking it easy, being really patient. Yeah. One skill at a time. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Not every day is a false send day at Provo kind of thing. <laughs> no, you can only keep that up so long, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's like that place is a breeding ground specifically Provo is like that's for top downhill talent. It's it's infrastructure for yeah. Canadian downhill. It's infrastructure. Yeah. It is literally the most important shit that's built for breeding really, really fast riders. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it's it's actually casual. Like riding, riding Provo, other than the features, it's actually casual. Mm -hmm. uh, you're just going to not hit that gap. You're going to, yeah. you know, you're, you're going to, but like the corners, it's it's all pretty good. It's a like, pretty smooth mountain. It's, it's just a really smooth. steep mountain. So 
it, how fast you go depends on how much you break. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't want to go there without good brakes because you'll be out of control. Yeah. You don't. <laughs> it's steep. You, you never. Yeah. Yeah. Like the thing is like carrying speed, right? Like I really want to carry speed on a trail. Mm. Call it laziness or just call it whatever fun. It's I just want to carry my speed. If I put the work in, I want to keep going that speed. Provo's a riot because you don't have to put any work in and you're, you get off the brakes for like 10 seconds. You right. can't. You literally can't even get off the brakes for 10 seconds on that hill. No. I mean, kind of you can, but it's hey, like really, a few really. spots, but yeah, anything like, off the top, there's no way. No. Yeah. So you, you're you more about like how fast should I be going because you can go too fast real quick. Yeah. Right. So it's that composure piece. Right. And I mean, I've just picked some of this stuff up in the last four or five years with my own riding is just like instead of being like erratic and jumping from one side to the other and clipping a tree and running, you know, cross diagonal routes or whatever. It's just about like, and honestly, I got it from following the dirt jump kids. They just come in like, so set up just the right trail speed and with the body position, correct. And then they give it just the smallest little graceful pop makes it look easy. Make it look effortless. Yeah. And that's winning. Yeah. Yeah. Like it really is slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Right. If you can, if you can get through, like, I remember way back in the day, Francois LeBlanc, Frank the Tank, you know, he's like OG New Brunswick mountain bike. Yeah. Um, I remember him telling me, he's behind me on a trail in Wentworth, and he's like, man, for as much as you're pedaling, you're going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, that's when I stopped pedaling, right? It's yeah. just you, you literally, by pumping and flowing and yeah. jumping, by not trying so freaking hard, yeah. you end up better off. Burn less energy. Yeah nothing worse than like hitting a trail and hitting the brakes and then pedaling like shit to get well, going and again it, and, and full just, downhill pace yeah like on a trail that's got huge features like putting on the ritz on Provo. like man you need stamina to get through there because if you're if you don't have the stamina that's when you are gonna bite it yeah yeah for sure you're gonna come off something squirrely if you're working too hard for it it's just yeah. not a good day just leave it be yeah but I think the I think the scene on the East Coast is doing good. I think that uh, the industry on the East Coast is doing great. Mm. I think that you know we can get more people out. Get like, for me, I look at mountain biking as a small community, right? Yeah. I like having multiple communities around my life. Yeah. Uh, I want friends that do this and friends that do that. People that you know, it's just different little bubbles, yeah. and we've got a lot of little bubbles around yeah. the East Coast. Yes, we do. And I think that realistically, everybody needs to just get on the same ice surface, play the same game. Yeah. Is no one's your competitor. You cannot like people. That's fine. Right? You can think what they're doing is weird. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But to, to be you got to tolerate others, right? Oh yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. I think I think the travel restrictions around COVID really pushed it the scene even further because people who were who wouldn't a few years ago wouldn't have thought about going out buying a bike or buying a bike they're going on the trail for the first time you know they're finding out what's in their backyard locally yeah we've seen a huge improvement in traffic on our trail systems Mm -hmm. just through covid not just bikers hikers as well people getting out there and actually just seeing what's out there in their backyard um yeah i'm like i'm riding with friends and their families from you know i've known these people for my whole life and they were never mountain bikers and now here we are on a chairlift together. Yeah. That's that's terrific. That is like, that's re- really, back in the day, we had the chairlift, like I said, the peaks and the valleys. Back in the day at the peak, yeah, we had lots of chairlifts, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't mom and dad with, with their daughter. Yeah. Right? It was just like the, that eccentric, 
dude that would drive 45 minutes to go ride mountain bikes for three hours or whatever it was to go ride that really liked this and really was like niche and cutting cutting his own their own um kind of way with that sport Mm -hmm. now it's like everybody it's it's really it reaches a lot of people it does it does it's amazing to see just like the lift line um joey we saw joey and Henri earlier you know, they come over from Edmondson. Joey has a bike shop over, well, sports shop over there. He does bikes and everything as well, ski. And uh, he brings his little fella over and Sonry, same age as Aaron. I think he's a little bit older, but yeah, he is wicked rider. Yeah. There was a lot of kids here this weekend that were shredding. Oh my there gosh. Some yeah. wicked yeah. kids. Like the kid that sent it the highest on that jump, he was getting some serious friggin' yeah. amplitude. All 70 pounds of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, even, even if Dexter. If he was wet, he might have been yeah. 70 pounds as well. Yeah. Even Dexter, like. Dexter, like watching Dexter, his progression in the, in the last year. And we were talking about this to Pat, one of the builders in St. John. Uh, just to see kids like that grow. And, and develop their skills and watching him on Insta he'll send us videos and he's he's hopping on the back wheel and doing jibbing around the yard you know yep. just sweet as soon as he can and now watching him put it all together <laughs> that's on the Dexter oh, yeah. look at the colour <laughs> of it I, I still like doing that I mean when I go out like just fucking Darren around in the is, parking lot Darren is some of the best the warm up you can mm. do exactly and I see it I see it amongst he's, he's all well not all the top riders but like I know for a fact that every top rider has done a break stand in their mom's driveway yeah. Right, it's just like chilled, tried to do some balance, you know, like messed around on the bike. It's a child's toy. What do we have in the driveway? Um, your well, balance thing that you made, whatever. Oh, it's all kinds of shit. Oh, like yeah. that yeah. wheelie, yeah. wheelie yeah. thing, yeah, that's sweet. Manual yeah. trainer, uh, yep. I'm fucking useless at manuals. My <laughs> balance has never been the best anyway. Yep. Sometimes I fall off my own two feet, but you know, uh, yeah, yeah we got the manual trainer, a little, uh, a little kicker. Um, we did the BICP certification last year. So that really showed us how to deconstruct everything we do, break mm-hmm. down the skills. And then I did my first teaching session with Sam through BRAD um, weekend, weekend just gone. Yeah. Uh, Willistock and, and, and watching new people kind of take that from me of all people, like I'm not a great rider, I'll be honest. I'm all right. I can get down Kodiak, I can get down like IDM. That's the spirit. In one piece. That's, you know, you don't got to be the top of the class to be in the culture. But it's just moving the, passing the sport along to new people, right? Yeah, and having fun. Ensuring the growth is there and making sure they can do it safely. I've always been like the joke. I still, you know, anytime I get on a bike, it's already straight jokes. Immediately. It's a a vacation. Whether it's a two-hour pedal ride or it's a downhill lap on Saturday, whatever it is for me, that's like temporary vacation. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to win a World Cup. Right, I'm never gonna. So why can't I still have fun downhill? Exactly. Why does that? Why do I have to feel bad about myself or dog myself? Oh, you know, I never. If I had a grown up out here, maybe, and if I had this, that, and third, give me a break. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just it's literally it is about fun. I think that the people that weren't here this weekend, biggest thing is you just didn't have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Whatever. It's, oh, yeah. it's on. It's on you. I, th- I feel like there's a there might be a little disconnect between generations in that. The older people in protecting their sport kind of are more guarded with it. Whereas now to protect the sport, we've got to really push it and move it forward and and make sure that future generations are carrying it right. And I don't feel like sometimes, and we see it now, like you go to some trail systems and get the old boys and they just zip around. They don't really talk to you. They're just, that's it. Yeah. And like I'm saying back, you know, the the last peak where the chairlifts were running and there was so many cool guys, right? Terry Mm. Tomlin, Connor Scallion, just super, super like 
good role models, good dudes that you can learn from and you can be around, you can have a fun time. Like those people are the same. They're the same way. That's yeah. all I want to be like. It's just like approachable. Yeah. yeah. What do you like? They don't want to be, you know, Aaron Gwynn in the pits where he's too cool for school. Right. That's lame. It's a child's toy. Right. <laughs> if you're an F1 Formula One racer, you go ahead. Be whatever, however you want to be. That's not a child's toy. Right. Yeah. But it, this is not this doesn't have to be a serious program. Right. No. Team Serious Racing. That's a throwback. It's fun. It's supposed <laughs> to be fun. Right. Yeah. Now, a lot of people won't get involved in racing, Wesley, because <laughs> they're they're just like they're afraid of it being taken too seriously. I mean, they I play golf. I don't keep, keep track of score. I still go out. Why? Why not? Like racing, racing is a great way to start. You can't really manage what you can't measure, right? So yeah. racing is a great way to get community together, yeah. yep. right? To have a fun time, share some laughs, yeah. be, a, be a part of whatever, the nuances of the culture. That's a great thing. Racing is a, that's, that's, it's a really important component of mountain biking. Yeah. Yeah. Whether or not you want to win or not, that really doesn't matter, right? If someone's, if someone's like 10 seconds slower than me, doesn't make them uninteresting doesn't mean i don't want to hang out it's it's like everybody needs to be approachable in this sport yeah whether you're building you someone you got to be approachable whether you you own the asset or you own the the, the environment the area the land whatever you still have to be approachable right uh, or if you're the top racer like me like shout out to mark matthews for coming to the east coast like absolutely this Thank is you. this is <laughs> somebody who's approachable yeah. right kids are digging it man having so much fun oh yeah something you never see it all right 100 you know? percent. Yeah. i used to talk to stevie about it way back in the day and it just never went down but um yeah like we there should be more and we should start looking at getting builders from out there out here as well yeah. like, absolutely you know ryan morris there's so many guys that we know that <sighs> make it happen and yeah. they'll enjoy their time here Right, you you generate some of that buzz, and mm -hmm. we should get left with actual infrastructure. Right? I yeah, I think like going back to the whole quality and experience thing is is getting part of that out here as well, so they can pass along their skills because they've probably had another 15, 20 years on us. Or you know, like you said, time doesn't really matter. It's the quality yeah. and, and the experience behind the skill itself. And I, I think in some respects, there needs to be some transfer from west to east. Yeah for that for that to really happen well i think the industry is transferring it is yeah like it's the slowly industry, sure. industry itself yeah. is transferring yeah. like, like having quest in hillsborough that's the equivalent that's awesome. of had for having forbidden in in cumberland totally. over there yeah. and even like to get to the point we've got in bc it's been a struggle i mean i've been in biking for 20 years now and it was yeah it's probably 20 years behind you i would say yeah, yeah. but we had we struggled for a long time but we didn't really have a model to, to like go off of at least now, like you have the West Coast as a model for the East Coast. So yeah. hopefully that can kind of speed things up on this side. Yep. Yeah. But it's not the size of the mountains. It's nope. not. That's not an excuse. It's nope. not the skill set that's available. It's not. It's not your bike. Right. It's it's really the infrastructure. Like, in place. It's the infrastructure. It's, it's having it available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Melissa's been sat here all this time. <laughs> Melissa from Quest. And she's quest, quest, quest. quest. Well, every quest. now and again, we'd kick each other. So when you're listening to it, like, are you just going to get a, sorry, sorry. <laughs> There's the East Coast coming out. Yeah, I apologize for everything. I won't apologize for how good that bike is, though. I'm telling you right now, I would not ride a bike if I didn't like it. And that Quest Enduro is fucking fantastic. I love it. And yeah, you know what? Super fast. Like, super fast, super light, tough, tough, tough. I'm having no issues. I'm riding that thing at Prevost. Give me a break. 
I think right, you better of, support that company. It might be an East Coast kind of uh, attribute or something, but a lot of people are very resistant towards something they don't know. Yeah, it's and, just I, a human and I find attribute. that a lot. Like, yeah. oh, you're riding a quest. Oh, so, yep. dude, well, yeah, like, don't shit on it. You haven't tried it. And then I've had on the opposite spectrum. We've got guys coming up to me at the bike wash yesterday. Dude, is that a quest? Like, yeah. Well, it helps that thinking? they're actually like super good to look at. They're nice like, looking bikes. That helps. They're, they're amazing to ride. Yeah. And, you know, for the for the haters out there, like the big brands, I haven't even really you know had what? any haters. Like, I don't I don't think that like there's a, anybody hating on the brand. I just think there's people that maybe are gonna pick up a Santa Cruz. Nothing against it. It's a great bike. It's the yeah. known. It's so easy to be cool on a Santa Cruz, <laughs> right? You don't have to and worry about somebody another 50 saying of them on the trail. Yeah. Like, how often you run into another quest on the trail? Well, we're gonna run into a lot more of them soon. I hope so. Yeah. Well, I got you both beat because I have a Debom. Okay. Debom, uh, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> All these brands I mean it's a child's toy. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't care if yours is pink, mine's blue. It's fine. Right. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, well, like I you said, and again, it goes back to the, you know what you know, right? And you see something new and it's different and it's a culture shock. Good people. And, yeah. You know, good support, good product. Great it's right spot. next door. Yeah. It's right next door. It's like, it's a dead ringer. Yeah. And if you want to ride a Santa Cruz, go ahead. That's yeah. fun. But, you know, you My, should still be proud of what's going on on the East Coast. Oh, My yeah. reason behind buying a Quest was simply that, A, I loved how it rode, B, They'll build that thing up. I can walk out of it and not upgrade a fucking thing. Because totally. I see a lot of guys, they'll go spend thousands on a bike and they're like, oh, I've got to upgrade this yeah. or I'll change that. Yep. One thing I changed was I put yeah. one of my oval rings on it from Absolute totally. Black. And also, I think what a lot of our customers like is that, you know, they're not getting some random person on the end of a phone line. It's either me or Dale. It's yeah. You. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's super easy. Like you pick up the phone for Santa Cruz or you're getting old of. Mm-hmm. No one like that. Yeah. So, I but we're not dissing on Santa Cruz. Just no, not saying. At all. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, but it's just it's a more personal, direct. Santa to Cruz consumer. wants to send me a free bike. I'll I'll, I'll ride it for a little bit. See sure, it. See how it feels. Twist your armor. <laughs> you know. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, kids. Um, we just need more toys. Everybody yeah. wants more toys, right? Yeah. We uh, we see. we are getting the eye roll of are we going home? We all got to travel. Yeah. It's been awesome yes. talking to you guys. And then I just want yes. to say, like, shout out to Velifix, shout out to Quest, shout out to Mark Matthews and Absolutely. having um, this summit go down. It's all good. Wish I saw more people that from my past that I know could have come out. And I know people have got their reasons why they're not. But, you know, there's only so many opportunities in life. You let them pass by, they're gone. Yeah. Exactly. So thank you for having this happen. Yeah, no, thank thanks you. for coming yeah, on. Thanks talking for having to us. us on. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We really appreciate you coming out and when you're flying back on thursday morning still a little time to explore well, yeah, gonna, i mean i'll be in moncton with brandon but he'll give me the local experience for a few days before i get sent off home viagra and stout <laughs> yeah i don't know we're gonna yeah we got some plans for sure yeah yep yeah. i got, love those trials we got some plans damn it i need to see where i'm where we're supposed to be staying for work this week i should totally try and make it so i'll stay in moncton yes <laughs> that's what i mean about the industry too like there's yeah. um adam purcell was telling me there's stuff going on in moncton as far as like a dealer show or whatever the hell it's like that the industry itself people are selling a lot of bikes right and i love a lot you don't go to that service side again like you want your bike dialed it's bell effects i mean there's no better bike shop in 
Atlantic Canada for you. sure. I know. Well, well you got to think about the demographic, right? It's we're so friggin' spread out. Yeah. Like where we are in Woodstock, there's nothing between Edmonton and Fredericton mm-hmm. for bike shops. That's 260 kilometers. Yeah, support your local places. bike shop. Yeah. But if it moves to you, then woof, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Wicked. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right now, service thirty five dollars. Come to you one hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Cool beans. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we thank really you, appreciate gents. it. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. Let's uh, sit the road. Awesome. Press the button, boy. I'm pressing it. This episode of the Mountain Bike Connection podcast is sponsored by BikeWorks. BikeWorks is St. John's community bike and ski shop, and they offer full sales, service, and repair work for all types of cyclists and snow lovers. Check out BikeWorks on Instagram at BikeWorks underscore St. John. And on Facebook at BikeWorks SJ for the latest deals in store.